Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And five, touchdown. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Aaron Hawksworth, Jim Rodriguez, Sean Levine with you. And joining us now on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Alex Christensen. You can follow him at SportsWagerU. He's the VIP of Brown Bag Bets, Ace NBA Previews. Um, the Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. And Alex, uh, we were just talking in the break. Another uh, riveting Thursday night football game. Um, Titans at Packers. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Both of these teams play extremely slow. Um, You've got the Titans who love to run the ball against the Packers team who's not that great at stopping the run. What are you expecting tonight? Um, Side, prop, what angles are you looking at? I'm expecting, honestly, not to watch too much of this, to be per- to be perfectly clear. I mean, this does feel kind of like old-school football, if you will. It's going to be a lot of running. I will watch a little bit to see what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. It's weirdly been one of the most fascinating things about the Packers. What's his level tonight? You know, from a betting perspective, number is starting to move a little bit here. Um, we're starting to see Green Bay get a little money, which I think is odd. I wonder if we get to three and a half there. If we do, I see no reason not to take the three and a half. Obviously, we know how valuable that hook is. And as I start to look at these two teams, for whatever reason, the Titans, I think, continue to be underrated, simply given how good of a coach Vrabel is. He really seems to bring in a different plan to each one of these games. I think he understands what his team has to do to win in certain situations. And the way the Packers have been playing, the Titans really just kind of have to do their thing. Run the ball. Feed it to tight ends when you want to pass the ball at all. Make sure you keep your turnovers down. It's kind of what we've seen from Titans football all year. So I've been kind of slowly staring at the the Titans, waiting for this line to move. If it hits three and a half, I'll probably take some Titans. um, Maybe sprinkle the money line a little bit, depending on where it starts. But it feels kind of like a Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans game. And, uh, you know, see how Aaron Rodgers is feeling tonight. I'm with you, pal, on that, man, because when you look at Mike Vrabel as a head coach, when he is a dog of three or more, he's 20-7 and seven against the spread. So if that thing gets to three and a half, I'm with you, pal. You know, we'll, I'm, I'm all over that. So, so let's talk about touchdowns tonight. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry, uh, I, I think he gets a lot of yards, but he's not getting in the end zone. Who do you see as an anytime touchdown or maybe a first touchdown of the game prop? Yeah, I love first touchdown score. I know it's my first time talking with you guys, Aaron, and talked tonight about this maybe a, 
oh God, a few weeks ago. And I talked about how I like that there's always a touchdown in a football game. Of course, that was the first game without a touchdown in about two or three years. So hopefully it goes a little bit better tonight. Um, I think we will see a couple scores. And as you start to look at both teams, if you're attacking the Tennessee Titans, they give up a lot of touchdown to wide receivers. Now that's a little tough given the way the Packers odds are stacked up. You know, you look at first touchdown score, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, and even Randall Cobb all tightly grouped together there between 8, 9, 10 to 1. Um, looking a little further down the board, though, going to maybe play some Sammy Watkins. There's some 15, 16 to 1 available there. He has been someone who hasn't gotten as many targets in between the 20s, but I'm not really interested in that. Touchdowns come generally in the red zone. Maybe you'll see something over the top, but he's been seeing a lot of targets there. I'll start with Sammy Watkins. I always play the quarterbacks, guys, in terms of first touchdown score. I think that it is, again, something that, the books haven't really quite tightened up on. It's something you see quite a bit. Now, Aaron Rodgers hasn't quite been himself this year, but I'll be playing him as well. On the other side of the ball, give me Ryan Tannehill again. Going to play quarterbacks, especially ones that are a little more athletic than you remember. And if you're going against the Titans, it's all about – I'm sorry. If you're going against the Packers, they give up a lot of touchdowns to tight ends. Um, and frankly, if I had to rename first touchdown score, I would call it the Jeff Swain bet. Uh, Jeff Swain, I don't know if you know who that is or if you've heard of him. Tight end for the Titans gets about two to three first touchdowns every year. Something about him really works well in packages. Going to be grabbing him and then Austin Hooper as well. He's really got a lot of targets. For whatever reason, the Titans are just funneling the ball to tight end. I mean, it makes sense given that wide receiver situation. So we'll look at the tight ends, probably play Swain and Hooper just to score a touchdown. But for first touchdown, give me both quarterbacks, those two tight ends, and a little Sammy Watkins. Alex, maybe you can help me figure this out. But in general, are the Titans good? I mean, they were the one seed, right, a season ago. This year, everybody thought they were going to be down. Their win total was down a few games. Indy was supposed to run away with that division. Is this a good football team? This is kind of a cop-out answer, but it's the way the NFL works. You don't really have to be good. You just have to not be bad. And there's nothing really about this Titans team that is bad. They play a really nice brand of football. They don't turn the ball over. They don't make mistakes at the end of the game. You know, they don't have the best quarterback in the league, but Tannehill's just fine when you need him. The offensive line is solid. And again, we talked about Vrabel. He comes in with a really nice game plan every week. So I would tend to say that they're good, but maybe it is that hard thing to see where – we watch football all week, and we're focusing on big play wide receivers, really fun quarterbacks, defenses that are turning the ball over and sacking quarterbacks. And you kind of look over there at the Titans, and what's there to get excited about? Derrick Henry running into nine-man boxes? I mean, the defense, again, doesn't really – blow off the page at you but I think it is a really good solid football team and that goes a long way in a league where a lot of teams make mistakes let's pivot to the NBA because I am fascinated with this Brooklyn Nets team uh, we've got Kyrie nearing a return the team is apparently frustrated with Ben Simmons shocking and KD apparently hates his entire starting lineup <laughs> refreshing but probably not good if you're the guys on the starting lineup so what is your assessment of this Nets team moving forward what do they need to do can they do anything to turn this around man that is a really tough question something I spent a lot of time thinking on the Nets have been one of the most perplexing teams in the NBA for now two seasons. You know, you look at this roster. If you were playing video games, this is the first team you click. I've got Kyrie. I've got Kevin Durant. I've got Ben Simmons. So all he has to do is play defense. we got Joe Harris and Seth Curry shooting 40% from three. There's basically everything that you could want from a team here, and it just doesn't seem to work. I've always worried about the leadership vacuum on this team. You know, As you've been put together, Kyrie 
Kyrie Irving has never really been the leader of a team. Kevin Durant has never been the leader of his own team. You look at those Oklahoma City teams. Those are Russell Westbrook's teams. He goes to Golden State to play with Steph Curry and those guys. He came here, and I think this was supposed to be his team, but I haven't really seen him assert any sort of leadership. And you know, as much as I wouldn't, as the leader of a team, say that I hate the four guys that I'm supposed to play with every single night, maybe it's a step in the right direction. Um, I will say that I'm curious to see what they do when Kyrie comes back. They've looked much better without him. I think it's simply putting together what is an easier, a, a, um, again, a more simple game plan to follow. So I'm still optimistic about what the Nets can be simply from their potential and how much better they've been with Curry and Harris. Again, that just changes the whole geometry of everything. But at the end of the day, the NBA really comes down to, I think, who your best players are and how they conduct themselves and lead a team. And that's where the Nets, I think, are going to fall short. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, bit of a surprise out west. Portland atop the heap through the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, Golden State, windless on the road. Uh, six and nine overall. Are you buying the 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 Warriors' poor start or the Blazers' good start? Uh, the Blazers' good start, I think, I think is very real to me. There was a team I was a little down on coming into the season. Was worried about um, Lillard's ability to stay healthy, how Jeremy Grant um, would be able to be integrated, and what that team would look like. And I was pretty wrong about that. Lillard seems to be rejuvenated. I think last year really helped him. Chauncey Billups in his second year has really made some step forwards as a head coach. Um, 
this is a team that is really fun. You look at that starting five with Simons, Lillard, Jeremy Grant, Yusuf Nurkic. It's a really solid unit, and they're going to win a lot of games night tonight. Now, I don't know if they're going to be a real threat when it comes to the playoffs, and you know, it's the NBA. As much as everyone's talking about this being a normal season, the NBA usually starts at Halloween. We started the second week of November, and I think we've felt kind of what we've seen in the NFL the last couple seasons. Those first two weeks, that first, you know, chunk of the season has a little bit of a preseason-y feel to it, which is part of the reason I'm not too worried about the Warriors. Um, they did make a distinct and notable effort to not play anyone really more than 30 minutes for the first couple weeks, and I think that they maybe regret that decision a little bit. I thought... You start to look back at that schedule, I think they expect it to be more at 500 right now than where they are, so they're a little behind, but at the end of the day, the regular season is about trying stuff out, making sure you figure out how to get those second units going, and I think the Warriors will be just fine. So, again, not too worried about Golden State, and I think Portland's going to be a solid regular season team, but don't get excited about a deep run in the playoffs yet. Let's stay in the West, man, because I'm looking at John Grant's numbers right now. 36 and 6. That guy just might be the best player in the league right now. I'm looking at the Grizzlies numbers, though, to win the championship, and they're still like 17, 18 to 1. Would that be worth throwing a few bucks at? I worry about how good this team is at its top end. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they've got Jaron Jackson Jr. back. That's going to make things a lot better, but. I still kind of want to see what this team can do and if they can really all stay healthy. There's yet to be a point where, you know, even last year where they had Jaron Jackson Jr. and kind of this fully loaded lineup, you know, maybe 20, 30 games at, at max there. Um, don't mind taking a look at Morant, maybe at some award markets like MVP or something like that. Um, this team really had a tough start to the season. And like you said, his numbers have been spectacular. Um, so maybe look at something like that, maybe for them to push to win the division or something. But I still worry about this team's ability to, you know, go into the playoffs, go into the postseason and close out seven game series. Yeah, staying in the West, rough, rough start for the Lakers, 3-10. and 10. Um, I'm here in Washington, and Bradley Beal missed like four games. The Wizards win four in a row. He comes back last night, and the Wizards lose. I've heard some rumors, Bradley Beal to the Lakers. I don't know if there's any credibility there, but what do you think this Lakers team uh, needs to do to turn things around? I'm totally happy with what the Lakers are doing. Let's keep this going. Let it roll, baby. Uh, as a Philadelphia 76ers fan and someone that I, I've always hesitant to trust teams that are trying to put together the super team, and last year was just the best. We had all the videos of those guys playing and hanging out. They don't even make the playoffs. You come back to this year, and I think it's just a failure to address what you need from a team. When LeBron James is the best shooter on your team, you've done a bad job making a team for LeBron James. Now, Bradley Beal would be awesome. He's exactly what that team needs, somebody to help stretch the floor a little bit, pick up some of the scoring burden, because, again, you can't ask LeBron James in year 20 to be leading this team for 35, 40 minutes a night. You've just you've done a bad job. Now, I continue to hear that Russell Westbrook will be traded, and I've been completely wrong about his contract being untradeable twice already. So maybe a third one is coming, but why would the Wizards do something like that? Is there a third team involved that just – it's something I hear about. I know you can pull up the trade machine and put in some names and some things spit out, but I still can't wrap my head around them really getting anything for Russell Westbrook unless they're willing to part with some of those first-round draft picks they have. And if they do, that's it. They're all in. They're just tearing it down. The Lakers are going to be awful um, unless the trade works out for the next five years. So I just I see no optimism when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers. I can't think of a, a thing. I can't think of a single thing that's really going to balance this out, and it seems even achievable. Mm-hmm. 
funny, you know, when the, the Lakers remind me of when I was a kid and I was playing video games and, and it would get off to a bad start, I would just turn the, the, the game off or I would just hit reboot. I think that's what, you know, everybody wants to do now. Uh, move over to the East. One of the sexy picks in the East was the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, they, they, they lost on opening night, win eight in a row, and now they've kind of fallen off the cliff. They've lost five in a row. We saw them kind of tail off last year. What's to make of, uh, you know, the Donovan Mitchell and these Cavaliers? This is a situation I feel really optimistic in. Um, this team just continues to get better and better night to night. And what we saw at the end of the season last year was a cluster injury at guard, basically. It was Darius Garland. It was the only guard left on the team. And they really went out and tried to address that. Now, Ricky Rubio is hurt again already. And they're starting to have some injury problems there. But um, Donovan Mitchell looks refreshed and rejuvenated. I guess you know, not having to play with Rudy Gobert, someone that he's openly admitted to not liking or enjoying playing with, getting out of whatever was going over there in Utah seems to have done him very well. And what a perfect spot. He gets to come in here. They want him to take the ball. They want him to shoot. They want him to drive offense and do all that kind of high usage stuff that he likes to do. And defensively, as long as he's making an effort, which he is, we've seen him, you know, really move around a lot, you know, it's, kind of roll my eyes to say this, but his hands are up. Like, he cares, and that's really great. And that's kind of all he has to do with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley behind you and some of the players that they have. It's just a perfect environment for him. Again, you put him next to Darius Garland. Those two guys have really integrated well. I expect it to work, honestly, not this well this quickly, though. It's just a really deep, fun team. I like the Cavaliers. They've been a team I've bet on quite a bit this year, especially when they're healthy. Honestly, it's hard to think of an NBA team with a better top four than what Cleveland has. And uh, again, not sure if they can put it together in the postseason. You know, there's generally a progression of this. It's a little bit of a younger team, but that team is going to be really fun and dynamic. And I expect them to be, you know, one of the top three teams in the East when the season's done. Alex, a uh, little less than a minute left. Any other uh, favorite plays for the NFL um, this weekend that we didn't touch on? Um, it's a really tough week in the league. Again, um, like all those first touchdown score props, I'll say in general, close your eyes, blindly bet every single quarterback. Go out and bet every single starting quarterback this Sunday. I know you shouldn't blindly do anything. Maybe go through and pull a few names out of there. If Matthew Stafford's starting, you can skip him, but always value in that. And again, it's just a really fun bet in general. It's something I've made a little money doing every year, and it seems to be tight ends and quarterbacks. So we'll offer that general piece of advice. You know, you look down the board, you've got a lot of big favorites the Ravens land 13 points it looks like a stay away game for me um I like the Bears this week they go up against a Falcons team as underdogs that I don't really understand I guess you know you look at that number the market is telling you those teams are even the way that Justin Fields has really picked it up the last couple of weeks it's just much better so give me the Bears yeah. as dogs Blindly bet Justin Fields over rushing. That was Alex Christensen on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Up next, truth or trend in the NFL. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.